Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Pastor Christy Amira Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. So people get upset if they don't know what the truth is. They get upset. They say, you know, I know that I'm not being told the truth and I need to know what is the truth. What is the truth? I need to get to the bottom of what is the truth. You know what the truth is? The truth is the power of God is greater than the power of the devil. The truth is the body of Christ is stronger than the tactics and the strategies of the devil. The truth is the stripes of Jesus is more powerful than any virus, any infection, any disease, any malady, any pain. That's what the truth is. And the truth is that we serve a good God. He's good all the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he saved me, he didn't save half of me. He didn't save part of me. He saved me spirit, soul, and body. And he promised me that every day of my life I would have strength to praise him that as my days are so shall my strength be glory to God did you know child of God that there is a curiosity that is not from God did you know that there is a necessity to know things that didn't come from God you say, what do you mean, Pastor Christie? Oh, I just, I just shocked you on purpose so I could get your attention. That's right. You are not called to know everything. If you knew everything, you wouldn't have to trust God. You wouldn't need to have faith. But let me tell you something. Uh, in that same tone, when you know what God said on it, you don't need to know anything else. See, in, 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 you don't have to go there because you know this, but in Genesis in chapter 3, uh, Eve saw the fruit. And she saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Now, now hear me. How many of you know that all of those things, had, had, had she proved any of those things? How, was it good for food? Had she ever eaten it before? So how many of you could say that she didn't know that it was good for food? But her eyes told her it's good for food. Just because you see it doesn't mean it's true. She saw that it was good for food. Number two, she she saw uh, that it was pleasant to the eyes. Pleasant to the eyes. Well, how many of you know that it wasn't really pleasant? Because if she knew that on the other side of tasting that would be a disconnection from 
the, the, the fullness of God's plan for her life, it wasn't pleasant. And number three, she saw that it was my God. Desired to make one wise. She had a curiosity that was not from God. She wanted to know something that was outside of what God was preaching. She just had to know. But how many of you know that all those things were a lie? All those things were a lie. How many of you know we know it was a lie because she said, the serpent beguiled me. So how many of you know that it it wasn't good for food, it wasn't pleasant to the eyes, and it wasn't going to make her any wiser? Oh, it wasn't going to make her any wiser. You say, Pastor Christy, why are you telling me this? I'm telling you this because the woman trusted her eyes. She trusted what her senses told her. She trusted what she could touch, what she could taste, what she could see, what she could measure. And she was wrong. See, when we believe God, we are not believing something that is not real or someone that is not real. Follow me today. Are you with me? All right. Uh, So the woman, she saw all these things. She, She saw all these things. But none of these things, none of them were true. In Christian, you may be seeing some things and you may say, I don't know what it is, but it's just not ringing true. Well, why is it not ringing true? Because that's not what God told you. That's not what God promised you. That's not what God spoke to you in his word. That's not what the prophet said. That's not what you built your life on. That's not what you're called to partake in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so the word of God says that faith is the, quote it with me, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Listen, the serpent had nothing to teach Eve. The only message that the serpent taught Eve was, you're not good enough, you're not clothed right, you'll never amount to anything, you'll never succeed, and hey, congratulations, you just disobeyed God, and now you can't even have your inheritance that God had planned for you. Don't eat of that fruit. That's the fruit you could see. That's the fruit, that's, a, that, that's the knowledge of, of, of this world. See, somebody's not hearing me yet. There is a knowledge in this world that is opposed to the knowledge of God. And I don't care what expert says that it's true. I know what the word of God said. And the word of God is the truth in my life. 
And so you say, well, Pastor Christy, what are you saying? I'm saying that the word of God has to be your expert. The word of God has to be your expert. Nothing else. Nobody else. See, you know, I don't understand Christians that have a schizophrenic theology. I know what the word says, but I know what the word says, but I know what God promised me, but listen, I don't believe in theological schizophrenia. I know what the word said, and he's my Lord. He's the master. He's my God. He's the expert. He's the authority. He's the one I'm going to build my life on. And, And if you're joining me and you say, my God, that's a crazy woman. Yes, it's, you're probably right. I, I, I'm, I'm crazy in a good way because I, I know that Paul said, I didn't come to you in the excellency of man's wisdom, but I came to you in the power of God, the demonstration of his will. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! The Bible said that the truth will make you free. That's, that's not the, the, the fact won't make you free. The truth will make you free. See, listen how God works. God said in Hebrews in chapter 11 that everything we see comes from the realm of the unseen. So those that have faith are not those that believe in what is make-believe. Those that have faith are the ones that see it before it is made visible. And you may say, well, that sounds crazy. Well, it's not very crazy if you look at it from the, from the sense of sowing and reaping. How long is the seed in the ground before it buds? Listen, if you buy a plot of land, not everybody knows what's under that ground. Not everybody knows what's under that ground. Not everybody knows what's under that ground. You might buy a plot of land and there might be oil on that land. Was it seen? Was it listed when you bought the land? No, but there was something in that land that not everybody had the ability to see. You might buy a plot of land and there might be gold in that ground. Gold in that ground. You might buy a, you, and, and how many of you know, not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows what's in that ground. See, listen, when God says, when God says this year is going to be a year of abundance for you, it doesn't matter what anybody else assesses your ground's value to be. God said it. You can build your life on it. You can know that his word will never fail. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, you know, I had a really good teaching for you tonight. It was all planned out. I have notes. They're here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and so we, we, my goodness. Let's go there. Let's go there. Go to Matthew in chapter 13. Because this is, 
This is the greatest parable. The word of God says that if you and I understand, if we don't understand this parable, we won't understand any of the parables. And, and I, I spoke to Apostle before I got here this evening, and he said, I want you to tell the people that as they get this revelation, this revelation will unlock their ability to, to take that prophetic word that I spoke to them and live it. And live it and see the results of it. He says, listen, the, the, when God speaks, God creates. This is what people don't understand. He said, well, how can you believe something like that? My God spoke and light became. Why would I not believe him when he speaks to me about what my life will bring? And so in, in, are you in Matthew chapter 13? And in verse 3, he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. Somebody shout, wayside. Wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places. Someone shout stony places. Where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Now listen, don't tune me out, Global Church. Don't tune me out. Because this parable is... is This is all, all of your spiritual warfare. Literally everything we will ever face in life can be summed up in this parable. Because the only treasure that we have, the only treasure, it's not what we wear, it's not what we own, the only treasure that we have is what God planted in us. That's the real treasure. And out of that treasure is where everything else comes from. You want a good family? The treasure comes from God's uh, deposit in you. You, you want a successful life? The treasure comes from God's deposit on you. You want to be a vessel that will change other lives? It's all because of the deposit that God put on the inside of you. And the way that we take care of that deposit, the way that we protect that deposit, the way that we guard that seed is the way in which we will multiply in our life. That's it. All spiritual warfare is just it can be understood in this parable. Because the, the only thing that there really is, is the word. See, 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 currency was developed to represent the worth that used to back it up. You know, we used to have gold back up our paper money. Right? And so that paper money was just a representation of the real treasure, which was the backup. Yeah. 
Well, how many of you know that the only real building block of the universe is the word? The only real treasure in this world is what God made through his word. That means that the greatest worth is the seed of the word of God. And God plants that in you and in me. That's wealth. That's wealth. So listen, you're already the most prosperous person in the on the planet if you have Jesus. You're already rich. You're already wealthy. You're already blessed. You're already victorious. You're already successful. He, he is everything and more. And everything else, everything else will be added unto you when we seek first the kingdom of God. See, I know we're in this parable of the sower, but later in this, in this uh, very, very, uh, later in Matthew, well, uh, like a chapter later, Jesus talks about the merchant man who went seeking goodly pearls, right? And he was looking for uh, uh, many pearls because he was a merchant, so he was going to sell them. But he didn't find many. He found one pearl of great price, and he... He went for it. He went for that one because he found what was real. See, when you find the word, when, when you, and, and I don't want to say the word, when you find Jesus, because Jesus Christ is the word become flesh, you found the only real thing. And I'm not calling Jesus a thing. I'm just saying that the building block of the universe is the word of God. Are you following me? God spoke and it was. And so everything that was made was made by the word of God. So don't leave the truth of the word to follow gold, follow wealth, follow. Do you see how silly it is? Because you are leaving the source to follow the product. You, you, you're, you know, you're. It's like leaving the, 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 the freshwater spring because you wanted a bottle of water it's silly but see it takes faith to see what's beneath the visible it takes faith to see what's beyond the need of the natural it it takes trust in God to know that my situation is not the end That i got a harvest that's greater than what I see and what I feel and what I can touch. And so you say, well, that's crazy. Well, if that's crazy, then I am telling you that you need to be crazy. And so where were we? We went through stony places and they were scorched. And then in verse 7, some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground. Shout good ground. ground. Shout it. Shout it like it's you. And it brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and, and said, mm, my goodness, 
Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. My goodness. And let's go to verse 18 because I don't want to get stuck in there. But he goes and he starts talking about ears that hear and eyes that see. The Bible says that that eye hath not seen, neither ear hath heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man. That that has been prepared for them that love God. See, there is a mystery in the word that is revealed to those that trust in God. Amen. How many of you believe that? Now, in verse 18, it says, Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. He explains it now. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. That This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Someone say, wayside. So the wayside ground is the ground of, of people's hearts that didn't understand the world, the word. Well, that's, that makes sense. If you don't understand the word, then you can't guard the word. That's why it's important to get into the word of God. That's why International Miracle Institute is so important. Listen, we are not called to be prideful. If you don't understand something, get in the word till you understand it. Don't fake it. Don't make stuff up. There's no condemnation if you don't understand something. But you got to be honest enough to say, I don't understand that. And get in and understand it. Because if you don't understand it, you can't keep it. And then he that receiveth seed, the seed in stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and with joy receiveth it. And, hath, uh, and yet hath not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. I have to say that I believe personally, this is a personal opinion, that this is the most common type of non-fruitful ground. This is my personal opinion. Those that receive the joy, they receive the word with joy. They are excited about the word, but they don't want to pay the price. And now what I mean by the price is they don't want to stand up against what looks like a contradiction and hold fast to the word. Listen, betray your feelings, but do not betray the word. If... If you feel unredeemed, but the word says you are redeemed, believe the word, betray your feelings. I mean it. If you feel poor, but the word says that he was made poor so that through his poverty you would be made rich, then believe the word and betray your feelings. If you feel like you are sick, but the word of God says that by his stripes you were healed, believe the word. And and so how many of you understand, I, I, I don't, 
I can use the word betray your feelings just to drive the point home. What I mean is if you're going to be loyal to anybody, be loyal to God. Be loyal to God. And that's what, that's what persecution is. That's, see, that's what persecution is testing. Who are you going to be loyal to? That's what persecution is testing. And so this is the type of ground that loves the word, loves the good news, loves to shout, loves to run, loves to take notes. <laughs> How many of you, I love all those things and you love all those things, but that word doesn't hold fast through the times when it doesn't exactly look like the word is true. But you got to hold fast to the word no matter what. No matter if tribulation or persecution arises. Listen, if someone doesn't like the way you believe God, don't change what you believe in God. Change your relationship with the person if you have to. But don't compromise your relationship with God. Who are you loyal to? I'm loyal to God. I'm more loyal to God than any, anything else. Or any other voice. My goodness. I sound like a crazy person today. (laughs) Because this is all, all spiritual warfare. This is everything. It is all here. Because what we have, we have to guard. What you know, you've got to protect. What God has given you, you have to treasure. You've got to treasure it more than you treasure any of your possessions. You've got to treasure it more than you treasure anything on this world. Any knowledge that you have. Any understanding that you have. Treasure the word understanding above anything else that you have. Because the word's the only Thing. He's the only one that can change the situation. See, those that trust in the natural will never have more than the natural. Those that trust in God will never fail to see the natural become the supernatural. That's it. And so I personally believe that that's the most common type of non-fruitful ground. Because it's, 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 it gets offended. That ground gets offended. But see, how many of you see that you can change that? You could say, okay, those that receive the seed and their good ground, the same Are you with me in verse 20? The same is he or she that heareth the word and with joy receives it. Okay, that's me. And then it allows the word to take root in itself and endureth for as long as it needs to. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, by and by, they aren't offended. How many of you know what the enemy wants us to be offended in? The word. The word. It's hard to admit when you're offended at the word. You might say, I'm offended at the church. I'm offended at the preacher. (laughs) But really, the bottom line is, you're offended at the word. Because it wasn't the preacher that made up the scripture. It was just the preacher that preached it. 
And so it's okay. If that's you, and you say, my goodness, Pastor Christy, I am the person that received seed in the, sto- in the, in the stony places. I'm so stony. I know because I'm offended. And you know that's true because you can t- when, when you get offended, you get stony. You do. You get stony. Well, what do you do about that? Well, you, first of all, you say, all right, I see. I allowed the contradiction to make me frustrated with the promise instead of allowing the promise to fuel me to face any contradiction. Don't change the promise. Let the promise change the contradiction. Don't compromise the promise. Let the promise change the contradiction. The contradiction only lasts a little while. The promise will last for all eternity. You know, when a boxer trains for, fight, for a fight, there's, there's a mistake that boxers make when they have a lot of power. They're like, oh, yeah, I got a lot of power. I'm going to knock him out in the first round. And so they train for their power. They train for that knockout in the first round. They don't like to run. Now, I'm not talking about running, so nobody get condemned in here. My goodness. (laughs) Do you feel that, like, condemnation coming? They're like, oh, my God, I haven't been working out. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a fighter. See, the, the fighter that trains thinking, I'm going to win this fight by knocking him out in the first round. If they don't knock them out in the first round, then that person that has not as much knockout power, that's maybe a little bit smaller, but a little fast and, and able to, you know, dance around a little bit, takes them into the fourth round. And that big, heavy, powerful fighter gasses out. That's stony ground. You're not called to gas out. It's not, it, it is not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit of the Lord. You and I are called to know that it's not just about the joy of the moment when we get the revelation. It's of the walking out of that revelation and knowing that it's not just about that initial excitement. It's about allowing God to take root in our life and make our life good ground so that we can bear much fruit. Hallelujah. And so, listen, do you know there were probably a lot of people that got frustrated at Goliath? You know what frustrated means? Frustrated means I'm really mad that I can't do anything about this situation. Don't ever get there. We have all been there. But it's not where you need to be. Because you are never at the mercy of a situation. Not unless your God has lost his almightiness. So when you, get, you catch yourself getting frustrated when a situation, know that that's just the devil trying to make you offended in the word. And, and step back and say, uh-uh, no, I'm not gassing out in the fourth round. How many rounds were, did there used to be in, in boxing? Wasn't it, do you remember, like, weren't they 12 rounds? Wasn't it 12 rounds? My goodness. When's the last time you saw anybody go 12 rounds? Whew. 12 rounds. 
a long fight. I'm not even I'm trying to. Uh, anyway. Uh, so how, how do you not get offended? You don't get offended in the word. You don't get don't get you don't get offended in the word. You you meditate on the word. You you come to church and you hear more of it. Whatever got you excited, let it get you so excited. Let it get you excited again. You know, listen to that prophecy over and over again. Let that prophecy ring in your ears. Get get connected. Where's the light? Get connected. With us on social media. I mean it. Turn, turn your notifications on for Dr. Harfush's posts and for Dr. Robin's posts. You know how to do that? Google it if you don't. Turn your notifications on. So, so that why? Because bless their hearts, social media networks are not going to promote to you the news that you need to hear. They're going to promote to you whatever makes them the most money. Because they're not church. They're a business. But church is not a business. And so if you want to hear the word of God come at you, get connected with us on social media and allow that word to interrupt the other stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, I know that's right. Okay, so let's get over this, this that I, I think is the most, is the most common unfruitful ground. We're going to pass this, but how many of you have learned some things about guarding against that? It, 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 there are things that try to make you get frustrated, try to make you get upset, try to make you feel like I don't have the answer to this, but you have to remind yourself you do have the answer. You do have the answer. All right, I'm going to move on to the next kind of ground. So the next type of ground. So verse two, two, whew, goodness. Matthew, just in case you've lost what book we were in, chapter 13, verse 22. He that received among thorns, someone say the thorns, thorns. is he that heareth the word. And the cares or anxiety of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Now, how many of you see that this is the ground? This is the ground that had root. This is the ground that went the full 12 rounds. But then the enemy was like, I got something else to throw at you. God's blessed you. How about I turn that blessing into a temptation to get anxious and get worried and get fearful? And the deceitfulness of riches. You know what that word deceitfulness means? Delusion. How many of you know that that's what we were talking about tonight? The delusion of riches. See, real blessing only comes from God. 
the riches that the devil promises, they're a delusion. The, the original word comes from the word cheat or beguile. It's what the first thing the enemy threw at us was to beguile us. Why? The fruit looks good for food. It looks uh, pleasant to the eyes. It looks like it's going to make me understand things that I don't know because God doesn't like to tell me everything. And I want to know more so that I don't have to trust him. And the, the, the cares of this world are the anxiety of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches, they choke the word. Well, how, how do we protect against those things? Well, how many of you know what the antidote to fear is? That's a good answer. Shout it out. Faith. And how does faith come? By hearing. Yeah, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, this is what is so important, is that if we want to continue in God, which is really the secret that we've learned through this parable, because the secret to allowing harvest to happen is protecting the seed while it grows. Wow. The secret to allowing harvest to happen is protecting the seed while it grows. God's already filled you with his word. He's already spoken to you a prophecy, a prophetic word, the prediction that God has for us this year. He's already sown that truth on the inside of us. And what do we have to do? We have to protect it. We got to keep the birds off it. We got to keep our ground from becoming stony. We, we got to see those thorns coming and be like, uh-uh, you need to go somewhere else. I don't care about the, the delusion of riches. I serve my God first and all these things are added unto me and so verse 23 we get to us but he that received that seed into the good ground somebody say woohoo good ground okay shout it one more time because that was fun Yeah, really, really, really make it your own now. Go ahead. Wow, you guys sound country. (laughs) Is he that heareth the word, heareth the word, and understandeth it, Right? Which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. See, the good ground. See, many people think, well, maybe I'm just stony ground. Maybe I can't change what kind of ground I am. Maybe I'm just wayside ground. I can't change what kind of ground I am. That's not the case. That's not the case. God, God has created each and every one of us with the potential 
to bear fruit. Right? He said he is the vine and we are the branches. We are all called to bear fruit. But what we do with the word is what what depicts or what allows that harvest to grow in our life. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands and pray in the Holy Spirit and thank God that you're good ground. You too, Global Church. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for good ground. Thank you for the word that you've given us liberally. And you did not hold back. We thank you, Father, for the word of God that we know that's taught us that we are more than conquerors, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath. We thank you, Father, that you said you would renew our youth as the eagles, that as our days are, so would our strength be. We thank you, Father, that you said that we didn't choose you, but you chose us and you foreknew us and predetermined that we would be conformed to the image of your dear son. We thank you that we are being transformed into that same image in the name of Jesus. And somebody said, amen. Amen. Let's look at one more portion of scripture. If you go to to the first Corinthians, how many of you are blessed so far tonight? Does it help you to know that, that every single thing in your life can boil down to that one parable? That's what Jesus said. He said that if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any of the parables? How, how will you understand? And so we've got to know that that's what, that's what the good fight of faith is. The good fight of faith is not to win the victory. The good fight of faith is to fight with the victory. Fight fueled by victory. Fight infilled by victory. Do not feel condemned if you don't feel this truth yet. If you're, if you're watching me, you're saying, Pastor Christy, I don't feel bold. I don't feel courageous. I don't feel called. How many of you know that we don't go by what we feel? See, that doesn't mean that how you feel won't change. But it doesn't do any good to feel condemned because you're in a transition. What I mean is a transition between feeling the world and feeling what God says. A transition can be real fast. You know, I'm sure that every woman under the sound of my voice has not colored your hair and the color that you have is completely natural. I figured. But... If you have colored your hair, (laughs) Global Church, I don't know if you heard that, but we're having a good time here. 
But if you have colored your hair and you say, how are you making this analogy? I am making this analogy. Just go with me. Now, my hair is naturally a different color than it is right now. I know you're shocked. My hair is quite dark. And so when you lighten your hair, how many of you think it would be really silly to be sitting there while your hair was processing and feeling bad the whole time because you weren't the color you wanted to be? How many of you know if you got the, the, the hair color on your hair, it's changing? You just chill. You just wait. You don't sit there crying because, you know, my hair is dark brown and I want it to be whatever color it is. Right? No, because you know what's taking place. Some of you still don't know how this analogy applies to you. What I'm saying is that if you're sitting under the word and the word is teaching this and you feel like you're like down here, don't allow yourself to feel condemned because you feel like you're down here. If the word is preaching you up here, what it's doing is lifting you. Just like my color gets lifted, just gets lifted. I just sit there. I can put my legs up. I got foil in my hair, you know, and it's just, it's lifting. It's lifting, it's lifting, it's lifting. And before I even know, I didn't even try. Before I even know it, my hair is just this color. And so the same thing happens to us when we're hearing the word. We don't fight to try to reach up and climb up to the word. The word lifts us up to where he's called us to be. That faith grows on the inside of us. That ability comes on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so that's, that's what happens. So if you're, if you're watching us and you're, you're, you're being lifted by the word, don't get upset because you're not the color that you want to be yet. It's lifting. <laughs> Got to be patient with it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I'm not going to read this scripture. I'm, I'm trying to give you too much today. All right, I'll read it. And so in 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, it says in verse 4, Paul is speaking and he said, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Now, how many of you think that Paul was very wise? How many of you think that there's even references to it in the scriptures that say that Paul's words were hard. In other words, he spoke in a very strong, eloquent manner. I mean, Paul might start a sentence at the beginning of the chapter and he may not end it till a chapter and a half later. Just one sentence. That's how Dr. Arfush preaches. So what does he mean I didn't come speaking uh, the man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Does that mean he didn't speak at all? No, it means that his words 
were not limited to mere words. The power of God was in his words. Now that's what we're like with our ground. See, your ground is not limited to what you see right now. There's a power, there's a seed, there's a potential in you that God put there. Glory to God. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Why? Because the wisdom of man can't change you. The wisdom of man can't heal you. The wisdom of man can't call you. The wisdom of God can't, uh, man can't free you. The wisdom of man can't deliver you. The wisdom of man can't do anything to change who you are, but the power of God can. There is wisdom, and we're thankful for some levels of natural knowledge. How many of you are thankful for some levels of natural knowledge? But how many of you know that there's an authority that's higher than man's knowledge? And so it's just like the woman with the issue of blood. She had spent all that she had. And she had consulted every physician that she could. But man's wisdom had an end. And that end was before uh, her cure. How many of you understand what I mean? In other words, the man was not able to cure her. Man was not able to help her. And she spent years going about it with man's wisdom. But there is a greater wisdom. There's a greater Ability. There's a greater power. And so when she went and she got a hold of the hem of Jesus's garment or, or the tassel, as, as Apostle showed us in, in uh, his recent session on, on Facebook Live, she got a hold of that. And when she did, she got a hold of something that was beyond man's ability to supply. So we've got to know that the power that we are relying on is greater than man's ability. God is greater. And the blessing that we have, we've got to know, is greater than this world's uh, power. And I do need to read one more scripture in another place. In uh, James, go to James. We're going to read this together. And we're going to go to chapter 1, verse 23. Well, we'll start with verse 22. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Well, how many of you see 
that we are called to see ourselves in the word of God and to know that's who we are. And how many of you know that you have to continually remind yourself who you are? Continually. And, you know, there are many times where you say, how could I have overlooked that? How could I have forgotten that? How how could I have not, not relied on that? How many of you have ever got to church and the word of God started coming and in the first few minutes, you thought, oh, my goodness, that's right. I know that. Well, how many of you know that it takes continual reminding, continual fanning of the inner flame? You know, how many of you know that you got to keep checking that mirror? You got to keep checking that mirror, the mirror of the word of God. Amen. And so. You, you have to know who you are in God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, uh, can we go to one more scripture? First John chapter 2, verse 15. It says... Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, how many of you know what this is saying? Now, the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? No, we know that God loves the world. What is he, what is he saying? He's saying, do not prioritize or make the main goal of your life the things of this world when God has called you to be mindful of the things that are eternal. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, I want us to stop and look at this. The lust of the flesh, she saw that the fruit was good for food. The lust of the eyes, she saw that the fruit was pleasant to the eyes. The pride of life. She saw that it was desirous to make one wise. Dr. Robin taught me that. In that that one moment, Eve had all of the tactics of the enemy in the area of uh, temptation thrown at her. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... It's not of God. We're not called to be driven by that. The lusts of the eyes, not of God. We're not called to be driven by that. Why? Because your eyes are not called to be on something. The Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This is important. It's important. And the pride of life. 
desires to, to, desires to make one wise. What, what does that mean? The pride of life. You, you're not called to build your own life. You're called to build the kingdom of God. You're not called to seek after your own life. You're called to seek after the kingdom of God. That these things are not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Someone shout forever. forever. Come on, shout it. Forever. One more time. Forever. So how many of you see, how, how, how are we going to be mindful of a promise that we can't see. See, it's easy to be mindful of what you're looking at. And that's what we're used to as humans. We fill our minds with what we look at. Well, how many of you know that the word of God, it comes to us by hearing, but how many of you understand that when you hear the word, that's how you, that's when you are mindful of what God promises you. So how do you continue with strength? You continue to be full of the word of God. How do you continue in the word of God? You continue to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a continual hearing and hearing. And it's a continual stirring and stirring. Go ahead and stand up to your feet today and just lift your hands to heaven. And say this, say, Lord, Lord, I'm not the wayside ground. ground. I commit commit to hear the word word and understand. understand. Lord, Lord, I'm not stony ground. ground. I will not be offended offended in the word. word. Lord, Lord, I'm not thorny ground. I will not be anxious anxious about worldly things. things. Lord, Lord, I'm good ground ground. and I bear fruit a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.